You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Christine Kwan. Christine Kwan is the president and executive director at Creative Capital in New York. Christine, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you so much, Brainerd. Delighted to be here. Christine, the last time we talked, you were the director and CEO of Sotheby's Institute of Art, and I was, I was just listening to that interview again, and, and we were talking, of course, about similar issues that, that you're involved in now, which was kind of fascinating. Sotheby's, um, of course, nurtured leaders in the nonprofits and, and, and built networks, uh, you know, that, that really created and supported the cultural future of the arts. The one segment it didn't address directly was artists. Well, while artists may have gone through Sotheby's to learn about the, kind of the workings of the global art world, um, it didn't address that specifically. And it seems to me that your new role is, is moving into that kind of support just for artists understanding the, you know, the global art market, art world. Um, but, but perhaps you can outline it better, what your, what your new role is there at, at Creative Capital. It just strikes me that it's the one aspect of, uh, of Sotheby's that, that wasn't really um, being fulfilled or, or only partially, and, and now you're in a, a very exciting role to, to do that. Well, thank you so much for that question, Brainerd. Um, I think you, you've distilled uh, the differences between Sotheby's Institute and Creative Capital very clearly. Um, Creative Capital was established in 1999 specifically to fund individual artists, and this was in response to the National Endowment for the Arts um, discontinuing a lot of its programming for individual artists. And, and as a founding principle, Creative Capital um, really was uh, intended to be a transformative grant maker, meaning not only are we providing funding, but we're also providing the scaffolding and infrastructure for professional development of artists. And so in that sense, um, you know, creative capital is really designed to foster the sustainable uh, careers of individual artists. And Sotheby's Institute um, really was about training young people, students, um, students of all ages to develop professional careers in the art world. Um, I think one of the fundamental differences of creative capital is that we fund uh, artists in all disciplines, so visual arts, performing arts, literature, as well as film, as well as artists uh, working across disciplines. So creative capital has um, spent the last 20 years cultivating a community that really is dedicated to supporting artists um, at every stage of their career. And it's expanding the idea of what, of what an artist is in terms of coming from Sotheby's. Sotheby's, as, as I believe you're, you're saying, was, was largely visual artists, right? Maybe some others working in performance, but creative capital is, is a much broader definition of, of what an artist is. Yes, and, and creative capital really looks um, to support artists in a holistic way. So um, we fund the creation of groundbreaking new art, um, through our open call national application process. Um, but we also um, provide workshops, professional development training, public programming, and all kinds of things to support artists um, beyond just the development of their projects. 
So let's talk about those different areas. There's, there's of course, the, the award you just mentioned, which, which I feel Creative Capital is, is, is so well known for. There's so many other things that are happening there. But, but the award itself is, is one of the, the most, um, I, I, I don't know quite how to frame it, but it seems to come with more support than any grant or award I've ever heard of. Most awards, maybe they come with a residency or, or like the Guggenheim, it's just money or the Pollock Krasner but this grant comes with an, an enormous amount of kind of infrastructure support. Is, is that how you'd phrase it? It, it seems kind of um, multi-layered support you're giving the artists on an ongoing basis, which seems almost hard to understand, that, that commitment. Yes. I mean, I think what was really unique about the founding vision of Creative Capital, which was um, Creative Capital was established by Ruby Lerner, and um, in collaboration with the Warhol Foundation, then President Archibald Gillies. Um, and, and the idea is that not only is it funding for the project, but there's funding for infrastructure, there is uh, consultation and advisory support services. So if an artist needs tax guidance, financial planning, strategic planning, um, communications and marketing guidance, um, you know, real estate advice, et cetera, that, that Creative Capital's award comes with it a suite of services to really help the artist not only uh, successfully complete the project, but also to develop the artist's career so that there's a sustainable path forward um, for really blossoming and um, giving back to the community uh, beyond just uh, monetary support. And, and let's talk about how that support has grown. As you said, it's, you know, Creative Capital is, is, is more than 20 years um, at, at this and has given away but over $50 million. Um, the grant has also grown, right? It's, it's become much more competitive now. It's a, it's a fairly difficult grant to get. Uh, I'd like to address that a, a little bit because is that why there's also workshops and things offered outside of the grant, right? If an artist doesn't win this grant, because I imagine artists are listening to this as well as curators. I think I'd like to apply to this. Um, but it is a very competitive grant. And, and if it's not won by the artist, is, is that where all these other services come in to play? You know, I, I think that the services were always part of Creative Capital's mission. It is to serve artists in every way possible. The grant is uh, very competitive, as you say. Each year we get thousands of applications. Um, in prior to my joining this year, uh, Creative Capital was awarding 35 grants of up to $50,000 per artist. Um, this year, I'm really delighted to announce that we are moving uh, to 50 awards per year of up to $50,000 per artist. And that is, uh, that is a very competitive uh, grant, but it's also we've had numbers of artists who've applied multiple times and they they get the grant uh, after several attempts, and so it, it really is a process, um, and it is competitive, I think, in a good way. We've had a lot of artists say that just the process of applying helps artists think through their projects, helps them think through some of the issues of their practice, and um, we want to be of service, and so. One of the things that uh, we've done this year by increasing our awards um, 40% is we are trying to uh, put more money directly in the hands of artists 
but we're also uh, we want to keep the the process competitive. I think artists really, um, you know, all artists really are doing such phenomenal work. There's there's really uh, a, a really great opportunity here for us to learn from artists in this process and for artists to learn from each other. And we keep expanding the community. So we have Artist Retreat, which is a service that we provide for awardees, but we also invite uh, curators and cultural producers and consultants and experts to participate in that. And what we're finding now with the pandemic is that um, we've been able to move a lot of our workshops and services online and reach even more artists. So we're really hopeful that we can continue to not only expand the grant program, but also expand all the services that we provide to artists. That's so exciting. The, to, to hear, to talk a little bit about funding, you know, you know to, it's so exciting that you've had that huge bump up in, in, in awards and funding. And, of course, we're, we're in 2021. This is, a, you know, a kind of difficult and interesting time. It seems that in terms of funding, and I don't know that much about the funding landscape, but I know that the Guggenheim last year went up significantly um, in, in terms of their awards. And there were kind of awards on top of the Guggenheim awards that happened in the first time of history that I know of the Guggenheim, as opposed to it being a regular amount. Was, was the last year, is, is this about kind of endowments growing, or is, is the private sector um, more generous now? Why does it seem, and, and I may be just reading this incorrectly, but it seems to me that it's a rather, um, for, for certain parts of the arts community, creative capital growing like that, the Guggenheim um, Foundation you know, that gives out the, the fellowships seems to be growing. Um, what's happening there? What, what, what is that a, a sign of? Yeah, I mean, I, I, what we're seeing, and I think this is the, the landscape as a whole in philanthropy, um, I think a lot of organizations saw that their uh, fundraising efforts and their um, grants uh, actually increased during the pandemic. Uh, Creative Capital was really honored to participate with uh, Artist Relief Coalition, which was um, a series of emergency grants for artist relief. Um, there were a number of nonprofits that participated in that and a lot of big foundations that donated funds for that. And I think what a lot of um, individuals as well as institutional donors are seeing is that there's a huge need uh, for individual artists for funding right now. Um, a lot of the performing arts venues were shuttered during the pandemic, many of them. Uh, here, here we are in New York City, a lot of the theaters and concert halls and other kinds of venues are still closed, which really impacts individual artists. And I think donors um, also maybe did quite well in their investments uh, during this past year and had the opportunity to be more generous. So we're extremely grateful and thankful to all of our donors who made possible um, the grants that we give out to individual artists because we are seeing an increased need to support the arts, um, especially during this difficult time. And we're seeing that communities that have thriving uh, artistic practices and cultural venues, those are the communities that, um, you know, are able to weather really difficult situations like we're seeing right now in this country. So, you know, we're always advocating for more um, donations and more fundraising and to have more money go to support individual artists. Um, I think that's a really important 
and wonderful aspects of American philanthropy. Yeah, that's the, the, that is so interesting to hear. And, um, and, and, and it kind of doesn't seem that it's been written about much, but a kind of side benefit of, of um, what's happened during the pandemic economically is, is help with some, some, some of the nonprofit organizations that are there, like, like the Guggenheim and Creative Capital and, and others that, that rely on, on private donors and, and an endowment. Um, so, so, Christine, this is your, you're new in the job. You've just had your first summer. What's, what's ahead? It must be exciting. You're still, I guess, getting used to your office there. What do you see in the future for Creative Capital? Or what are you most enthusiastic about in terms of its, its move ahead, which, which seems a, a, a rocky time, right? You're, we're in the pandemic and we're trying to get out of it and redefine a whole variety of things in the arts. Yeah, I think this is actually one of the most exciting times to work at an organization like Creative Capital. I'm really honored that the board appointed me to this role. Um, you know, it's really more about impact. You know, Creative Capital has this incredible legacy, a 20-year legacy of fostering and supporting individual artists and helping to create groundbreaking new uh, projects and work. Um, what we're planning to do is we will be announcing our new grant cycle. Uh, the theme of it is Wild Futures. Uh, so we will be um, launching that this fall, and the grant application will open in the spring as usual. Um, and we're really excited to see what artists are proposing for, uh, for future projects. And uh, we want to give more money to artists uh, as part of the grants, but we also plan to increase our workshops and professional development programs. A lot of what we found actually during the pandemic is that the online uh, workshop and online courses are hugely um, beneficial to artists, especially artists who have you know, childcare requirements and travel requirements and other kinds of issues. It's actually a much more accessible format for a lot of artists, and so we're really excited to expand our programming in that respect. And then we're also hoping to have a lot more in-person and hybrid gatherings. So one thing that we haven't been able to do during the pandemic is all get together, um, but we do believe that artists uh, really benefit from being part of a community as well as curators and other experts. And so we're hoping to organize more regional and national and international opportunities for artists to get together. So all of that is on the horizon um, for 2022. Very exciting. And, and congratulations again on, on your, your new position there and, um, and, and what lies in, in the future. In terms of the, 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 the award, just to touch on the art itself, as, as we've been talking about the structure of creative capital, um, the artists that you, that you support and encourage are often, as, as is in your um, kind of um, statement about creative capital, kind of groundbreaking artists. So to, to talk about that a little bit, what, what does that mean exactly, groundbreaking? Is that, is that to kind of advance their medium, or, or what is it exactly? And, of course, I have a sense of it because I've looked through the project, which all seem to be kind of um, – well, I don't want to generalize it all, but, but there's often something kind of exceptional about what's, what's happening in the medium itself, formally sometimes. But, but what do you mean by, by groundbreaking or, or creative capital? I think that's such a great question, and that's something that we're always 
uh, talking about with our board, with our National Advisory Council, and with our awardees and, and artists in, in, the, in the community at large. Um, I think groundbreaking can mean many, many things. Uh, it can mean groundbreaking formally. Uh, it can mean groundbreaking conceptually. And it could also mean groundbreaking um, in some sort of socio uh, political, economic way that we may not have yet thought about. So we have artists working in all media. Uh, we have artists working across disciplines. And we have artists who are working in spaces that maybe are not traditionally thought of as, um, you know, artistic practice. So we have one artist, for example, um, Cheryl Roland, who is a recent awardee um, who will be uh, collaborating with law schools throughout the country, working on criminal justice issues, and his project is called um, The Jumpsuit Portal. Um, you can read about his project on our website. We have artists who are disabled, who are doing performances uh, with uh, wheelchairs on various, uh, you know, theaters and, and, and dance formats. And so there's all kinds of ways in which we think of what is wild and out there, um, never before seen. Uh, one of our board members, Jay Rim Lee, uh, she's a phenomenal artist who invented the mushroom burial suit. Um, and it is, uh, it is actually a, a burial suit that Luke Perry, the actor, was buried in. So there are, there are so many crossovers between science and art and technology and uh, the social issues of our time. Um, so you'll see that in the Creative Capital Awards. The projects are really um, varied, and they span a whole spectrum of different disciplines and categories. And we're really excited every time we discover these new projects and these artists because um, we're, one, we're just really excited that we can fund that and help see those projects to fruition. Absolutely, and it seems that some can be self-sustaining, as, as you mentioned. There's, I mean, as, as opposed to ongoing um, support from foundations and grants and, 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 and tickets or sales, but as, as you mentioned, the mushroom suit, that kind of um, in, is, is, is an artwork, but it's also an invention and is able to, to turn, as I understand it, and this has happened before at Creative Capital, a uh, kind of artist project into something that has a, a technological component uh, that, well, maybe that's not quite the right word, but that has a component that can be brought to market in a way that's not specifically about the arts but has a use value because it is groundbreaking in its use of the medium or, or something like um, the mushroom burial suit. Uh, that seems to be just so kind of uh, brilliant, not just in terms of what it is, but the fact that then creative capital can encourage the, the distribution of, of, of something like that so that the artist could have a, a kind of second income or support from something that's about purely about their creativity, not even about the, the product itself. Does that make sense? And is that happening more at creative capital? Yes. I mean, I, I think each artist is finding a way to bring their practice forward. Um, we have musicians who've been able to license their sound art with, um, you know, video gaming companies. Um, we have, you know, artists who have developed their own businesses or their own nonprofits. 
and they're thriving um, as a result of the projects that they've done with us. We also have an artist right now who is working on a sustainability project to preserve the redwood forest. Um, so there's, there's so many artists working in different fields that are finding ways to impact our culture, um, sometimes in traditional ways with museums and galleries and, and performing arts venues, and sometimes in really uh, unique, eye-opening ways that um, we haven't seen before. So it really is, a, it's a very, very wide range of, of projects, as, as you've discovered on our website, and we really uh, welcome artists to submit proposals for things that are really wild and out there and that, that are sort of um, risk-taking and challenging in new ways. And, of course, the proposals you're, you're speaking of is about the, the Creative Capital Award um, specifically, correct? Yes, correct. Yeah. Yes. Christina, it's been great talking about all of this. Um, before I ask you the last question about what you're reading, is there anything else you want to say to the listeners? These are artists, curators, you know, the art world you are talking to is last time, um, similar to last time. So is there anything else that I, that I didn't ask or you want to cover um, concerning creative capital and, and, and people's interest in, in getting involved? No, thank you so much for these questions. I just hope that artists will continue to check out our programs, to apply to our grant programs. We always welcome artists to apply. Um, it is a free national open call process. And um, we're always excited to support artists. So if there are suggestions for ways in which we can improve or expand our services to artists, we always want to hear from artists. So thank you so much, Brainerd. Christine, what are you reading at the moment? I'm always curious about that. So I just finished uh, Deep Work by Cal Newport, which is a fantastic book, if you haven't read it, about um, sort of focused uh, long stretches of concentration and how effective that is and how social media and some of these other uh, technologies can really distract us from, from doing deep work. Um, I'm also reading Glitch Feminism by Legacy Russell, who is one of our awardees and is the new executive director of The Kitchen, a uh, performing arts space and, and arts venue in New York City. Um, and then I also just finished um, The Last Kings of Shanghai by Jonathan Kaufman, which is a book about the history of Jewish businessmen at the sort of beginning of modern China, at the sort of beginning of the 20th century, and their influence um, in that period and how they helped modernize China. So that was a really fascinating read, especially now that, um, you know, China's uh, regular appearance in our news. Right. Um, well, thank you for that. Christine, and, and thank you for, for all the work you're doing with Creative Capital. Congratulations on your new position, and thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Thank you so much, Brainerd. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.